Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. The sermon text for today is from Peter's first epistle, chapter 5, verses 5 through 11. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So far of God's holy word. In the name of Christ Jesus, through whom God's mercies are new every morning, dear fellow redeemed. <clears throat> the school of hard knocks, of course you've heard of it. It's not a brick building with elementary students and teachers and staff. It's not a high school, not a college, not a seminary, not a university. No, it's a universal educational experience that people go through from childhood up. School of Hard Knocks provides you with lessons learned through painful mistakes. You were no doubt enrolled as a toddler when you first learned not to barrel into the furniture and hurt yourself. When you later learned not to touch the hot stove, because that sure smarts. And the lessons continued on through adolescence into adult life, and they go on even into old age. Now, others can advise you and warn you about their experiences in the hope that you don't have to go through those pains and knocks. But often such advice is unheeded, and you have to have the experience for yourself. I'll always remember as a brand new licensed driver, my father advising me. Among other things, he said, listen, if there's standing water on the highway, don't have the cruise control on because hydroplaning is a real problem. You can put yourself in danger. So turn the cruise off if it's raining hard. I said, yeah, yeah, dad, thanks. I forgot all about it until I was on the highway and there was standing water and I had the cruise control on and I had the unnerving feeling of my, my life flashing before my eyes as though the car were on a skating rink and sliding off toward the ditch. Well, thankfully, on that occasion, it wasn't a terribly hard knock. I recovered control of the car, but it could have been worse. And ever since then, I've been very careful with that experience to make sure the cruise is off if the rain is falling hard. There are other times in my life, and I'm sure in yours, when lessons had to be learned the hard way. School of Hard Knocks can be a harsh teacher indeed. 
Wouldn't it be much better to learn from the experiences of other graduates from the school instead of having to suffer their own consequences? Wouldn't it be better to avoid the bump on the head, the burn on the finger, the slide into the ditch? Wouldn't it be better, especially when it comes to spiritual matters, those self-inflicted spiritual wounds that can spell disaster? Do you suppose we can? Do you suppose we can avoid spiritual traps and take advantage of the real strength and help that God offers us by following the example of someone else? I pray so. Today, let's take to heart what Peter learned through harsh experience. Our theme today is lessons learned from Peter's school of hard knocks. And it's basically a simple two-part message. Don't overestimate yourself. Don't underestimate your Lord. Now, today we're going to go through a reminder of some of the events of the life of the Apostle Peter. And after doing that, I think we'll be able to take a look here in chapter 5 and see that he's writing from hard-wrought experience. Peter was a man who had to learn to deal with a scourge, a terrible fault, one that we all share. It's five letters, starts with the letter P. P-R-I-D-E, pride. It's the overestimation of oneself Overconfidence in one's own resources and strength. And it's a scourge that we all share. It's pride that says, everyone else is entitled to their own opinion, but when it all said and done, I know what's right. It's inner pride that says, everyone's been created equal, but in practical everyday life. I'm a little more equal than others, and it ought to be that way. It's pride that says, well, I know for a fact that nobody's immune from spiritual dangers and temptations, but it's not going to affect me. I know the source of my strength. I am standing firm in my faith. I will never fall away. I don't have to be particularly careful about that. I'm made of sterner stuff. Now, when I put it that way, it sounds kind of ludicrous. But we've all been there to a greater or lesser extent. And it's all self-delusional. Sometimes the Lord has to allow us to go through some hard knocks in order to set us straight. That's what Peter needed. That's what Peter had to suffer. And there are some pointed examples in Peter's life for us from the Scriptures. You recall the occasion when Jesus heard his disciples disputing with each other as to who would be the greatest in his kingdom? You'll find it in Luke chapter 9. And there's no doubt that Peter, as the chairman, so to speak, the foremost of the disciples, was probably at the thick of that discussion. Peter probably thought that as the most prominent apostle, he would certainly be the greatest among the disciples. He was no doubt pulling for himself. Do you recall in the upper room the night before Jesus died, how Jesus put on a towel and got a basin and started washing all the disciples' feet. And when he came to Peter, Peter said, Oh no, Lord, you will never wash my feet. 
which on the surface sounds humble, but really it wasn't. It was just a different sort of pride. Here's Peter saying, my coat of honor will never allow me to be served by you, Jesus, in that way. And he needed Jesus' reprimand. That same evening when Jesus told the disciples, all of you are going to fall away on account of me, Peter was the loudest when he said, even if I have to die with you, I will never forsake you. He was overestimating himself by a long shot. We know how that worked out. And it wasn't as though Jesus didn't warn him on each of these occasions. When the disciples are disputing about who's going to be the greatest, Jesus set a little child among them and said, you're going to have to become like this little child. The greatest among you will be the servant of all. But then his warning went largely unheeded. When Peter refused to have Jesus wash his feet, Jesus said, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. You're going to have to allow it. When Peter voiced very strongly his conviction that he would never run away, he would never forsake the Savior, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, Peter, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he said, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But it didn't sink in at that time. Peter had to experience his own self-inflicted hard knocks. Imagining himself to be the greatest among the disciples, well, he was the greatest, the greatest failure. The one who said, even if I have to die with you, I will never forsake you. Like the others at Jesus' arrest, he ran away. And later that night, it was Peter who swore up and down, I do not know the man. And when Peter realized his pathetic failure, it was more than a hard knock for him. It was a crushing blow. He cried hot, heavy tears because of his own failure. He was filled with bitter self-loathing. And the truth about himself finally was pounded in. When I overestimate myself, I'm nothing but a blustering fraud. Can you learn from Peter without having to experience the hard knocks of your own? Well, listen again to what he writes here in 1 Peter chapter 5, many years after those events, and think hard about what they mean for you. Verse 5. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. It's Peter writing from experience about resisting the urge to think of yourself better than others, about resisting the urge to think that you know better than God does about his ways and his timing. We do well if we learn from Peter's experience instead of having to learn the hard way, if we learn to say from the heart, I am absolutely no better than anyone else. If anyone deserves to be last in line and the servant of all, it's certainly me. And when it comes to humbling myself under the mighty hand of God, I've just got to know in my core being that I have no business whatever telling God that his actions or his timing 
needs improvement. Peter here is saying, don't overestimate your own importance. And also this, don't overestimate your own strength. Because the measure of your own strength against the devil and his temptation and his cunning ways is zero. He writes in verse 8 and 9, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Earlier in his life, Peter fell before the onslaughts of Satan. Will you need hard knocks as Peter had? Or can you learn from his experience? Because if you ever imagine that temptation's out there and it might lead others astray, but I have the inner conviction and wherewithal to resist it, you're headed for a fall if you think it's because your conviction is so strong, if you think to yourself, others may fall away, but I'll never fall away. I know what my faith is. I will not be moved. Then hard knocks are coming your way. You'd be easy prey for the roaring lion who wants to maul you and devour you. You'd be headed for self-inflicted wounds, perhaps worse than those that Peter made himself the victim of. So let the lesson sink in now, instead of having to have it knocked in. Don't overestimate yourself. But Peter's message today is not only about misplaced pride, not only about stupid overconfidence that we display all too often. It's also about God's great grace and strength and protection. In other words, don't underestimate your Lord. You see, the story of Peter's education in the school of hard knocks is not first and foremost about his failure, although his failures were many. They're there. No, the main feature is Peter's deliverance, his deliverance by our Lord Jesus Christ through Jesus' own humility, through Jesus' faithfulness, through Jesus' strength, through Jesus' self-sacrifice and through Jesus' victory over the cross and even death. Peter here today wants to impress upon you from his own experience this fundamental truth. You just can't ever overestimate Jesus. You can't put too much stock in him, too much trust and reliance, because he always has more grace and help and strength in whatever circumstance you're facing more than enough to provide and protect and to lift you up in due time remember verse 6 it says humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time and Peter's whole life is a testimony to the lifting up power of Jesus love for him who can forget Peter Underneath the surface of the water, after he began to walk to Christ on the Sea of Galilee, but fell in Jesus' firm hand reaching down to lift him up in spite of his own 
weakness, and failure. Who can forget the depths of sorrow that Peter felt when he realized that he had denied Christ three times just as he had been warned? Who can forget the depths of sorrow of his bitter tears that he shed and yet Jesus still going forward to pay for that sin and all of his sins and all of ours? Who can forget Peter disheartened on Easter Sunday morning in despair over Jesus' death, but then surprised by joy when Jesus appeared, bodily resurrected, to proclaim his victory in which Peter and all believers share. Who can forget how Peter, even after that Easter Sunday, had terrible self-doubt about whether he could truly serve Christ as an apostle anymore, but then in the scene on the Sea of Galilee, breakfast by the lake, Jesus telling Peter, Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, restoring him to service for God's kingdom. You see, for every way that Peter failed, Jesus succeeded. For every way that you fail, whenever you overestimate yourself or underestimate the Lord, Jesus succeeded. And if you want to talk about hard knocks, Think of how Jesus received all of them, all of them that we deserve when he took your sins to Calvary's cross to spare you, to forgive you, to exalt you in due time. And though the path that you walk each day is going to be set by trouble and sorrow, sometimes of your own making, Peter's prayer in verse 10 will come true for you in Christ. Where he writes, May the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal joy by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. In spite of yourself, don't underestimate Jesus. He's going to perfect you to make you the complete Christian person you need to be on your walk in faith. Jesus has promised to establish you. He's done so through the truth of his word, always available to lead and guide and comfort. Jesus has promised to strengthen you with the strength that comes from the outside, the Holy Spirit working in you against the cunning and wiles and murderous intent of the devil himself. Jesus promises to settle you, even in a storm of trouble, giving you the quiet confidence that this too shall pass. The victory is won in Christ, and heaven awaits. You can see, can't you, how Peter became a graduate not only of the school of hard knocks, but a graduate of the school of God's deliverance. And this is the Apostle Peter who can urge you to cast all your care on him, for he cares for you. Cast all your care on him, for he cares for you. There was a little boy, like many others, not much more than a year old, learning to walk, wanting to run, cruising across the living room. His feet got ahead of him and took a spill, caught his forehead on the edge of the coffee table, 
And lo, the wailing went up. His mother rushed in from the kitchen and scooped him up and sat him on her knee. Kissed him on the forehead and said, there, there. There, there, it'll be all right. You'll do better next time. It was a painful learning process repeated throughout a person's life as it did in the life of the Apostle Peter. But we who know through the Word of God not to overestimate ourselves, not to underestimate our Savior, we are perfected, established, strengthened, and settled. We are those privileged to sing in one of our favorite hymns. Children of the Heavenly Father, safely in his bosom gather, nestling bird nor star in heaven, such a refuge e'er was given. Though he giveth or he taketh, God his children ne'er forsaketh, his the loving purpose solely, to preserve them pure and holy. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.